Back on equal footing, I'm Dove Tuzman. This is fun. Second week in a row, joined here in studio by one of our guests. And second week in a row, we go back to our roots. We're talking about the hard stuff that comes up in real life. And what does Jewish wisdom have to say about it? Is it even applicable? You know, if you've been listening to this program for a while, that I think nothing is off limits. If there's a part of your life where you feel like, this isn't a religious topic. This has nothing to do with faith. This has nothing to do with God. Uh, you're not in the spiritual path. It's all part of God's world, the complex, the perplexing, the difficult included. Tonight, we're talking about something that I have dealt with over the years, struggled with what's the right way to handle what our producer called calls repurposed relationships. <laughs> I'm talking about exes, ex-lovers, ex-spouses, ex-partners. I guess we could be talking about former business partners, whatever we're talking about here in the relationship and romantic realm. There's a lot of popular culture and psychotherapeutic advice about whether you should remain friends with your ex. If you're divorced, for example, Often you feel like you don't have a choice. If you have children from a previous relationship, you want to have everything be as pacific, as copacetic as possible. But I think the more complex question, and we'll, we'll cover that at some point on the show. And in fact, there are references from Torah about that. They're not all good, by the way. If you look at the, the triangle, if you will, between Jacob and Leah and Rachel, um, it's definitely complex and difficult. But I think even more perplexing than that, because if you think about being friends or having a relationship with your ex, as I said, often there are good reasons to, or to not, if you're in an abusive relationship, it seems like the lines are clearer as to what to do. But what about your spouse's exes? What about your wife's ex-husband? What about your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend or girlfriend's? Sometimes those were incredibly important relationships, formative for someone. And where there wasn't codependency, where there wasn't a clear reason to never be in touch with that person again, where that ex isn't toxic, often when you enter into a new love space, a new relationship, a new marriage, you feel like you have to leave behind those previous relationships. Some that were very, I'm going to get made fun of by my producer when I use this, were neutrifying, that gave you, that gave you something spiritual or practical in your life. And what do we do when on the other side of that? What do we do when we have a partner who we know is wistful about a relationship, no longer perhaps something that's romantic or sexual, but they miss someone that was dear to them in their lives for sometimes many years. Now they're in a relationship. They feel like they have to let that go. We jokingly in the social media blast called this program with friends like these. <laughs> okay. Before I introduce our guests, I do want to address our observant listeners who may be thinking, what is this, Mishigas? What, what is this Fakakta show about being friends with your uh, ex, uh, your, your spouse's exes or whatever? Well, you know what? There actually is some guidance on this in our texts that would surprise you. 
We don't have a rabbi on tonight. We do have a Jewish therapist. Can you believe it? We found a Jewish therapist, Leah. <laughs> we got two. We got two. <laughs> Not one, but two. That's right. We got two Jewish therapists tonight. Um, but I want to give you a, just before we, since we don't have a rabbi on, we got some rabbinic guidance ahead of the program. And I was given a beautiful example from the Jerusalem Talmud. It's also in Midrash, Leviticus, Rabbah, 3414. It concerns a Talmudic sage by the name of Rab, uh, Rabbi Yossi. And his life was made miserable by his wife. And after enduring a lot of hardship with, but, and a lot of agonizing, he actually divorced his wife. His wife remarried, but regrettably the fortune of Rabbi Yossi's ex-wife with her new husband fell dramatically. His new, her new husband lost his vision, became blind, and he had to be led around indigent from neighborhood to neighborhood begging for alms. And the wife was understandably reluctant, reluctant, reluctant to go back to her ex-husband for help even though he had the resources and a kind heart. The new husband, though, was also jealous of the situation and began to be abusive to his wife. I could go on, but the point is in the story is that the, the ex-husband actually took under his wing the new husband and the ex-wife who were in, um, a, in a difficult situation. And the Talmud states this obligation clearly and clearly um, gives an admiring eye to Rabbi Yossi in this story for doing that and states that there is an obligation as a Jew to not be oblivious to your own flesh. And this is from Isaiah 58.7. And this specifically applies to an ex-spouse, even divorced, that you even didn't have children with. That is considered your flesh. There's quite a bit of guidance. I'm not going to go on too much, but you can look it up. If you look up, you put in like you're being friends with your ex, for example, or being friends with your, uh, go ahead. Yeah. The, uh, I was just going to say that's a direct story from Habba.org. Uh, you can find it there. Uh, and it, it gives guidance that as well, the husband before giving tzedakah, before doing charity for anyone else, he has to be charitable to his ex-wife. She takes priority. Right. Actually, it's a great, it's a great article about it called The Aftermath Protocol in uh, Chabad.org. And there's a lot more we could quote, but I'm not going to pretend to be a rabbi. I want to get into the substance of the, of the program. But Rifki from Borough Park, if you're listening, this is, <laughs> we got you, Rifki. This is not, this is not off the derrick. This, there is something here. What is the guidance? All right. Let's get into our wonderfully brave guests. I want to introduce, uh, here in studio, Brandy Barksdale, I love that name. And that is not a pseudonym. That is her real name. As you might have expected from that name, Brandy Barksdale is a singer and a songwriter. You have a great stage name, Brandy, <laughs> that you were born with. She's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's working on a debut R&B project. Very cool. Aside from other career endeavors, Brandy is a wife, a mother, and a caregiver to two children and other family members. Having taken the last decade to focus on raising children and being a supportive partner, it is safe to say that life has given much inspiration to her songwriting. Whether it be from conversations with friends or personal experience, Brandy has gathered wisdom that she intends to share through her music. So this evening, she's here to discuss the unexpected bond she shares with her husband's ex. 
and she'll detail the circumstances under which they were introduced, the interesting perspective they all have on maintaining a relationship. Brandy, welcome to Equal Footing. Hi, thank you for having me tonight. And I didn't say this in your bio, but Brandy, I understand that you started your career studying radio, if I'm not mistaken. I I did. I, I wanted to be a radio personality back in college and, well... I'm a little nervous now because I haven't. Been I'm a little before. nervous. I, <laughs> I got a pro in studio. I, okay. I want to introduce our, our uh, sparring partner <laughs> who's on the line with us. And I love having her on the program. She's been on, I think a couple times before. We haven't had her Two on times. for a while. Yeah. Um, because she's a therapist. She's a proud Jew and she's <laughs> not afraid to call it like she sees it. We're talking about Yeza Amit. Uh, since Yeza was an adolescent, being a therapist was her dream job. Uh, this is her, her words. Um, her dream propelled her to get a BS in psychology at the University of Florida, uh, in 1999. She has an incredible passion for helping others. Yeza focuses on relationships, sexuality, addiction, including substance abuse and other forms of codependency. What she likes most about working on recovery is promoting a lifestyle of wellness while also focusing on healing post-trauma. She also has an MSW, which she got in 2017 from uh, the Sandler School of Social Work. And she takes, and I really like this about Yeezy's approach. We've had many therapists on the program. Her treatment approaches and therapeutic techniques are actually tailored to each individual she sees. So she doesn't come in with a cookie-cutter approach. Yeza, welcome back to Equal Footing. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeza, one of the things I love about having your program is you're always willing to kick up some dust. So when we had some a pre-call, so I'm just going to like put it very bluntly. How do you feel about in in general about people being having real um, friendships and meaningful emotional relationships with their partners, exes, with their husbands, ex-wife, with their girlfriends, ex-boyfriend, as it were? I mean. On the outset, my first, like, knee-jerk reaction would be, like, don't do it because there's a lot more that you have to work through and you have to allow enough time and both people have to be in the same place. Um, But that doesn't mean that it can't work, especially, you know, relationships that were early on that have had, you know, time to fully kind of circle around the whole romantic issue and, you know, find that this person has been – you know, constructive in their lives and is now more like a family where you open it up. Um, but other than that, I think that, you know, people can, there's a lot of people out there looking to justify reasons for still maintaining contact with their ex because they don't want to like go through that period of like letting it burn and getting over it. And this is not a good situation for somebody like that. It's starting to, the, the, the perspective is starting to bend in, in popular culture. You have like Katy Perry, who's, uh, uh, you know, calls Miranda Kerr her sister from another mister. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, she was married to her, who, because I guess Miranda Kerr was married to her fiance, right? Yeah, uh, let uh, me do the pop culture. I know. I <laughs> let me save you here. Who's who? Miranda Kerr was married to Orlando Bloom and they share a son. Uh, now Orlando Bloom is married to Katy Perry and they share a daughter. And Katy Perry is seen as quoting, uh, uh, Miranda Kerr, a mother from uh, a sister from another mister, as it was. Um, so showing that they have a really close friendship despite being. And it's not just show. They really do. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and Brandy, I didn't prep the wonderful therapist on the line here with the actual facts. Mm-hmm. 
shock us. When you met <laughs> your husband, Wa. Yes. What was going on? You he was you moved in when he was actually with his ex-wife? To cut a long story short, um, we were not quite together when I met his ex. And I had said to myself, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to date him while he still lives in the same house. But she was just living there in transition. But when I met her, she had such a great spirit about her. And I'd never felt any sort of negative energy from her. So even from the very beginning, she was sort of blameless, you know, like, so, and he never said a bad word about her. When we were introduced, she smiled and it looked very genuine. You know, as time moved on, of course, I had some jealous feelings that she was around, you know, when we became closer. So you guys were dating and she was still living in in the house. She lived there, but she wasn't, you know, present all the time. But when she was present, I'd be like, oh, man, why is she home? You know, and then um, it's kind of strange to even say that she was living there because, like, you know, given the short period of time we have, it's very hard for me to really explain all that. But. When she left and they were still sort of loosely in touch, I was jealous. I mean, I was jealous because I knew they shared a long history together. They How grew- long were they together? They were together 20 years. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Wow. That's a long time. 20 years. So she was a huge part of his life. Yeah. And that's not something that I knew I could just make him stop thinking about or stop caring about. Yeah. Although we have a great relationship. We're going to need to take a uh, first break in a second. This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> first of all, I want to introduce this other voice or, or, or reintroduce. It's so nice <laughs> right. to have you in the studio. Uh, uh, often you're, you're, you're not able to be on, you're in Manhattan often on Thursday nights, but Leah Masniku, my partner in the show, my partner in real life. <gasps> just share that. With I know. People. I just shared it on air. Um, you're also a therapist, uh, a relationship therapist, a clinical psychologist, and you, you focus on, Specifically on, on relationship, alternative relationship structures, people that are going through recovery from relationship trauma, and also go psychedelic assisted psychotherapy, which will, I think, it's talk all about the it. fun stuff. And, uh, and it's navigating jealousy and infidelity, non-traditional relationships. I said releasing shame. These are all in your area of expertise. Participate tonight. Call us live. We are live, 718-303-9090 to give us your stories or tell us we're crazy to say that there's even a possibility. Agree with Yeza uh, that this sounds weird to be friends with your spouse's ex, for example. 718-303-9090. If you call in, just be patient. We'll pick you up. Or if you're shy to be on the air, which is totally understandable, you can text or WhatsApp in a question or comment to 917-428-4062. Please don't call that number. That's just for text, questions, or comments to Brandy Barksdale, Yeza Meets, Leah Masniku, or myself. Uh, 917-428-4062. And we'll be right back. All right. Well, equal footing, if you listen to this program, you know it is about diving into the uncomfortable and coming out better on the other side. And it is uncomfortable to talk about erectile dysfunction. But it. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're going to interrupt the ad break? I we go. will. I will. I, I just, you know, hearing you every time we do a show, it's so the most interesting part of the show to me is the segue to this particular 
commercial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, go for it. <laughs> all right, go for it. Well, I mean, it's just, I think tonight it's not so, it's not so difficult. Erectile dysfunction, relationships, it's something that, right, that yeah. can be difficult in relationships. Yeah. We talk about those difficult issues. And the main message is no shame. Exactly. Talk about exactly. everything. Deal with it. By talking about it, you can, sol- you can solve it. And Manhattan Medical has been a great sponsor for a long time, has a message for you. And that is that it isn't just about those expensive blue pills, which most people think ED, take pills. A lot of people cannot take those pills. It causes muscle aches. It has uh, long-term issues for some folks that have comorbidities. There is a solution. The solution's been around for quite a while in Europe, more recently in Canada, even more recently United States. Check it out. Manhattan Medical has it. It's called the Gaines Wave Therapy. It is non-invasive. It is surgery-free. It is painless. It's economically accessible. In fact, it's cheaper than taking ED pills over a longer period of time. And it's effective in over 90% of patients, even into their 80s. No side effects. Gaines Wave Therapy, Manhattan Medical. You do not have to be in Manhattan. You do not have to be in New York. You just have to be in the United States, and you can do a teleconsult with them. And I'm going to give out the number only a couple times. Get out your, your paper. I'm going to date myself. Get out your pad of paper. Get out your phone. Let's be honest. The number's 888-ED-CURE-9. That's 888-ED-CURE. And then the number nine to call about Manhattan Medical's Gaines Wave Therapy for erectile dysfunction. I'll give out it in that number one more time before I'm done. And I want to tell you that if you reach out to Manhattan Medical, for an initial consult in person or uh, or on the phone, it's free if you said you heard about it on an equal footing. You have to say you heard about it on this on this uh, radio program. That's a $250 value that you do not get if you walk in off the street or just call them cold. The number one, one more time, from Manhattan Medical's Gaines Wave Therapy for Erectile Dysfunction is 888-332-8739, 888-332-8739. Okay, Yeza, tell us a couple of really strong reasons why you should not entertain having a friendship with your partner's ex. Um, I think there's kind of... Okay, so- why people go to therapists instead of, you know, just speaking to a, a friend about it? And it's basically because of our ability to apply theory, right? So whenever um, there's a circumstance and I have a client, I'm always applying the theories I've learned to what their scenario is. So it's, it's different because there's a bunch of different theories. But, um, you know, in general, what are you looking to accomplish? That That's usually because I have people who – you know, don't want to get divorced, but they're in unfaithful relationships, but, you know, they really don't, it's just, what do you want to accomplish? And then you have to go from there. But for the most part, um, in working in, you know, substance abuse and stuff like that, people have a hard time honoring their boundaries. And I think that the disconnect in any kind of self-harm, substance abuse, whatever, is self-love. And if you establish a firm set of boundaries that are within your best interest, and you're honest about it, and you go back to that, and it's in accordance with, like, your self-love, then it works. Now you're telling me why it works, and I'm already on that on that train. I wanted you to tell me why you think it's a bad why idea. Yeah. For the mo- because, because it takes time. And people don't respect And because not everybody's honest. Right, right. 
Yeah, and because people rationalize and want to give themselves permission giving beliefs, um, other people have different agendas. Um, like I was telling you, you know, before, if it was Leia's ex and he shows up and maybe she thinks he's fine, but maybe he really does have an agenda, like he wants her back and he's going to be there to sabotage and you just let this man into your home. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I trust her and I don't want her to feel constrained. And, and uh, if the race relationship is so fragile, it's really... We shouldn't be in a relationship anyway. So, I mean, I, I I think it's fine. Well, first of all, she has to be being honest with you. He has to be being honest with her. And there has to have been enough time for their relationship to have reached that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of big ifs. And also, you want to be protective of your relationship. Finding that partner in your life is something that's precious. And relationships, you know, they say that any, you know, any affair will be any marriage because you don't have to like sit down and pay bills and do things like that um, in a marriage. Well, that's so it's like one. new. Yeah, it's exciting. Any affair can beat any marriage. Hmm. Yeah. Brandy, take, give us the other side of this. What, what have you gotten out? Oh, by the way, should we say her real name or come up with a pseudonym? What are we calling this uh, ex? I mean, whatever. It's... You know, I mean, we can say her name. Um, just for the sake of the yeah, fluidity. What's her name? Her name is Frances. Okay. She probably and, and wouldn't mind. You guys yeah, are buddies. She's, she's is, aware I'm here. Why? Oh, great. I hope she's listening. Hi, Frances. Call in. Um, Hi. Wh- <laughs> 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 that was good. Um, wh- what have you gotten out of it? Why do you think it's a good idea? Counter Yeza here. Why is it healthy for you to okay. be friends with Frances? So when Yeza was speaking, I thought to myself, these are precisely the the reasons that people cannot be friends with their exes. There's not enough time that goes by. And like I said in the beginning, I was a little jealous. I would listen to, you know, like Wa talk about Wa's my husband. He would talk about vacations he had been on. And all I could imagine was that he went on vacation with somebody other than me. Mm. And this person's face came to mind and I was extremely jealous. Although I wasn't there yet. You know, it took a lot of time for me to be able to, except that he had a life before me and that parts of that life were very beautiful with her and that he had grown into the person he is for me because of her. Um, I had some other things to say about what Yeza was talking about, and there has to be excellent communication and transparency in a relationship. Yeza, you have something you want to say? <laughs> I mean, absolutely, because you don't know anybody's agenda. Right, exactly. And what I do know is that my solid relationship with my spouse helps me to know how much I can get out of a friendship with his ex. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'll, right. I've got something to say here. I, I think that it it makes it less likely that someone's going to have an affair or step out if everything's communicated and out there. I I I mean, I hope I hope you don't mind me saying this, Leia. But we went out a couple of weekends ago with someone that I had had something with and we went like dancing. We went out to, uh, to a, um, dancing. <laughs> we listened to some live music and you had never met her before. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I kind of feel that that was healthy. In a I found way. it cathartic in many ways. I found it, um, I found, um, unison of people that had things in common and who are mature enough to handle situations. I found, uh, perhaps the beginning of a new friendship, perhaps the, you know, getting to know someone who 
we have like who has similar interests as mine and, and, you know, um, and just feel validated in that feeling. Um, but that being said, I think the most important thing for me in being friends with your partner's ex is the reason why they broke up. Like, right, right. I think it's, for me, it's the most important. The reason why they broke up, uh, matters more than the time that has passed or et cetera. For me, if you, you know, if you feel still hurt or betrayed or still processing the trauma of that, uh, change in relationship, I don't think you should be friends. But if it's, you know, you're growing apart or you've decided, to no longer be together in its uh, mutual decision, then I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't be friends. Yeah, I was reading an online, uh, a, ther- a therapist who writes online, it is like a little column and bustle. Her name is Sophia Benoit. And uh, there was someone writing in, and actually I'll, I'll just read the title of this of this article. You can find it on, on online is, my boyfriend is best friends with his ex and I hate how much it bothers me. She's not saying she hates that, He's best friends. It's hate how much she hates how much it bothers her. Um, and in, uh, to to make a long story short, she asked the therapist about that. Is this my problem or his? And her answer is, it's your problem, plural. So you need to work out both of you. Is this something healthy? It's or, or unhealthy. So um, I don't know. Just you know, throughout that that perspective, hmm. but. Randy, are you, are you like fully on board as this is something like, kind of like I am, I'm just going to, you know, put my vote in the, in. (laughs) Sure. I'm, I'm all about allowing for your relationships to be sort of just like you said, repurposed. Like, okay. So she and I were never friends before, before he was in my life, but knowing, knowing her through him has you know, taught me some things about her that I feel like we have a lot in common. We share common interests. We're very similar or else he wouldn't be attracted to both of us, obviously, at some point. Right. You both fell in love with the same man. Right. And I'm just here for a different stage. Yeah. You know, and then you had, you have kids, you have two kids. Right. We do have two children and they don't, they didn't have, they didn't have children together. So it's normally the other way around where, you know, she'd stick around because they have children. But I saw no reason for her to have to just disappear from the family because they weren't together. That's anymore. why I thought it was great to have you on air because I think there are probably people are listening that are like rolling their eyes who say, I have to be friends with my, you know, with my spouse's ex because they have kids together and I just want shalom bice. I want right. peace in the home and I just want to deal with it. Um, your situation is different. You made that choice. You didn't have to make that choice. Right. I, yeah. I, I like her. Genuinely like her. Yeah. And, and, and I want to be fair to, to the two therapists here because you're both cautioning. <laughs> yeah. My, my approach is very case specific. Yeah. Yeza, yeah. Hers is yeah, how they break up. Um, you know, but that honesty part is key because sometimes people don't even know where they're at in a breakup. I mean, how often do people break up and then they're like, Oh, I regret that or. Right. It's just, yeah, it, it just, it, you know, it, it can get trickier, especially if there's not, at least some time kind of gives you, you know, a way to like justify, okay, they really meant this because this much time has gone by and they haven't gotten back together, you know? Um, but yeah, you just, it, it has to be that that person is providing something that is worth it to you, that's worth it to the other person. They find mm-hmm. a connection to that other mm-hmm. person that's worth it. Yeah, it's additive um, to your life. 
Well, the thing, yeah. the reason why I was really excited about tonight's program, and Leah, I hope you don't mind opening up, we'll opening up a little bit here on the air about the fact that we went back and forth. Were we having a program of being friends with your ex or having a program about being friends with your, with your current partner's exes? And it's a different equation. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the reason why I was so excited about this is that I feel like it's like a disrespect almost to your partner's previous judgment in life to think that all the people they were with could be one person for 20 years. It could be five people over the course of were all mistakes or they're all people that are toxic or they're all people that don't add anything to use your words. Mm -hmm. They have additive. It's like, if you love your partner, then you assume that those people brought special things to their lives, Mm -hmm. to their life. And, I feel it's just a shame how often like, okay, you're, if let's just use some example where the person is straight, like, okay, I don't mind you all your, you can bring all your girlfriends, all your, all your girlfriends in your life. You can port them into this relationship. I can meet them. They'll come to the wedding. They'll come to the bris or whatever. Um, but then all the men that you've known or all, cause some people are even stricter, right? Even if you've known somebody of the other gender, you might mm-hmm. have a romantic or, or all your yeah. ex-boyfriends, like, I don't want to ever see them. I don't want them to be, it just feels sort of official. Uh, yeah. I mean, to me, it feels a bit sexist, uh, to, in programming this show tonight, I frankly reached out to people in my life, not necessarily exes, but people that I had friendships with or had known or, um, had in my life and, uh, wanted to, um, invite them to share their experiences. They're so reluctant, um, almost like impossible. Men or women? Men. Men, I was, uh, uh, and I found it a bit sad that although, you know, women are portrayed as being more prone to drama, more jealous, etc. I feel like men really are more prone to drama and jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's a men's issue. (laughs) Ooh, good, good segue. Brandy, I want to hear after the break your opinion on that. We'll be right back here on Equal Footing. We're talking about being friends with your spouse's ex with your partners, ex-lovers, ex-spouses, ex-friends. Is it healthy? What's the line between open-mindedness and weirdness? We'll be right back. Acting like we never met. Faking like we just forget. We were lovers and now there's nothing left but small talk. Had to be into your skin. There's no your hands have it. Footing with Dove Tuzman is sponsored by MDCS Dermatology, your experts in skincare. With two Manhattan locations and four offices in Long Island, including Plainview and Comac, the dermatologists and skincare surgeons at MDCS are proud to be affiliated with the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and New York Presbyterian Hospital. So schedule your next skin exam in one of MDCS's convenient New York area locations. To make an appointment, go to www.mdcs.live or call 212-661-DERM. That's 212-661-3376. You can even schedule a virtual video visit with MDCS's board-certified dermatologists from the comfort and safety of your own home. So go to www.mdcs.live or call 212-661-3376. And don't forget to mention Equal Footing for 15% off all cosmetic procedures.
You are back on Equal Footing. We're talking about spicy stuff. We're here with Brandy Barksdale, who's a singer and a songwriter, talking about her personal experiences. Yeza Amit is a relationship therapist who deals also with recovery from sexual trauma. She's on the phone. We have Leah Mazniku here in studio, who's a producer and also a relationship therapist. I got a couple of... Leah, you need to help me quickly on this one because I got a uh, request from a listener... Or not a request, a, a point being made... That the example of Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr, I guess, is one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there's also the Justin Bieber example. And I know you prepped for me this mm-hmm. pre-show, but I'm going to screw it up. Um, so you cover that. And then I'll, I'll try to cover the other listener's question uh, about the love triangle between Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. Yes. Uh, pop there's, culture references. Also the- Go ahead. Tom Brady and uh, Giselle and then his ex. Are they friends um, uh, well, when she was married to Tom, which, you know, up until a year ago, but yeah, she had a, he, his ex-girlfriend was a couple months pregnant when they started going out and oh. she didn't find out until after. Oh. And they've been friends and, you know, his other son has been like part, you know, like Giselle's other kid and they've been Bridget Moynihan. Cool. Leah, can you get Tom Brady on the program to talk about this next time? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> See, you know, even famous people do it. <laughs> Why can't we? Uh, the example of Justin Bieber before we forget was that he was in a relationship with Selena Gomez and they broke up and now he's married to Haley Bieber and they've had their feuds online, but now they fully support each other and, um, share often about, you know, they're handling the situation and being friends and giving messages of peace um, amongst exes and partners of exes. And the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because it's highly publicized and it's a. Uh, yeah. It, it, thank you. I screw up the pop culture references. I do better with Humash. Uh, <laughs> Shmari from Munsby wants me to clarify. I think this is a really good clarification that in the Jacob Leia Rachel love triangle from the love triangle from the Torah, mm-hmm. it, even though there's, there's, you think of that as Leia and Rachel having a bad relationship, mm-hmm. it really is Jacob's fault. Shmari points See? out because <laughs> because because Jacob is is really um, mistreating Leia. Yeah. To be to be fair, he was kind of um, kind of tricked into marrying her by mm-hmm. you know, his father in law. But I think that um, there there you that almost creates a blueprint. I, I loved Rabbi Andrew Sklarz's comment last week mm-hmm. about how sometimes the blueprints we get in Torah are not the ones we expect, and one of them is like showing what you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. and and that you know uh, Jacob could have managed that situation so mm-hmm. much better and not kind of. Um, exacerbated or created the, the, or endorsed as it were, the scenario of acrimony there. Mm-hmm. And that they, there was no real reason why they couldn't, couldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, we're not, I'm not a rabbi, but thank you, Shamari, for the mm-hmm. comment. Brandy. When it comes to bad mouthing your ex, my husband has never done that. So I'm just saying when. I love your segue. You are a pro. <laughs> I mean, she absolutely had. No, there was, there was no muddied waters for me, you know? So I did not think any, I didn't think it, I didn't think ill of her from her. I mean, from, from my husband, he's never said anything bad about her. He's never said, you know, that they broke up because it was her fault or anything like that. They were amicable and it was mutual. That is why it, and it is key. The reason why somebody breaks up for sure, but you can muddy the waters um, for someone. You can tell the, the, the most like, 
you know, copacetic that it is, the more over that relationship is, the more, you know, volatile the breakup. Typically, that's not something that's over. I used to change her name in his phone to Off Limits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, was, I, I'm a was Off and Limits. And, and yeah, off Limits would show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Off Limits I, would I, show I, up and I'd be like, do not answer that. And then I'd that see is a that great she doesn't, she doesn't really want anything. She doesn't really want anything like, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't overstepping or anything. It might be just like a quick question. Right. And I'm like, don't answer her. And then, you know, later on in life when I was over myself, I was able to really appreciate her more. I love what you shared there about being over yourself because as you were sharing, I, I just had the thought that it's a, it's really about our own insecurities, uh, at times, not always, but at times, like it's, it's about us getting over ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Ruth, but, uh, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, yeah. There's a reason though, too. I mean, we're, we're saying that's all nice and everything, but for the most part, I mean, I have exes that are exes for a reason, you know? Mm, um, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I think all, almost all exes, I'm not talking from, one, from one person's perspective or another, it's got to be a reason, right? I mean, there's always a reason. Right. Now, what right. I would like so, to mention. Well, you might be friendly and another might be like, you know, that, that person may still be, that's the thing with, with friends with benefits because, like, you, you know, everyone goes into it thinking that they're not going to fall. They're not going to catch feelings. And then yeah. somebody does, you know, so it's how well the person knows themselves, how comfortable you feel meeting that other person and how legit you feel that that person is being and how over it is. Like, because if, if it ends in like this huge heated war, chances are there's still feelings there. But if it's like totally vanilla and, you know, and you're like, all right, we'll, we'll be friends because this is just really done, then that's a different story. I don't, I don't, Brandy, I'm sorry. I know you wanted to say something. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with this concept of things have to be like done and dusted and everything resolved. Cause I don't really think that's real life. I mean, I think it's so freeing to just be completely honest with your partner and say like, Hey, this is someone I'm no longer with. Um, it's going to have a long time may have passed. That doesn't mean you don't remember the good times or you don't, maybe you don't even feel, or it doesn't even mean you don't feel it. Sorry to use a double negative. You might still feel an attraction. You're just not acting on it. I mean, anyway, I I wanted to say more about this. Brandy, what were you going to say? I mean, there was a time when I felt like it was completely out of the question to be friends with her or to even keep her around. She said to me, when they were, when we were in the beginning stages of our relationship, she said, we'll always be friends. And I was like, oh, no, you won't, you know, and I, that was just my immaturity. I'm like, of course, I think that that's impossible at that point. But we had been together, what, the two weeks? So then 10 years, you know, goes by. I have two children with him. We are in a very solid, stable, yeah. loving safe. relationship. I feel safe. Absolutely. Yeah. But I have grown to trust her through the years because she has stayed in her I guess in her, in her place. I mean, she understands the boundaries. She has respect for our current life together and I have respect for her current life. And it sounds like she loves both of you, you and your husband, just in a different way than it used to be. I think that she hoped he would find somebody more well suited for him. Mm, Mm. That's honest. And she sees that in me and we are very sisterly with each other. Oh, Brandy, I love you. This is, this is great. I mean, I think I, re- I want to say if li- listeners out there are coming really dubious, there's a lot of complex crap out there. Like this idea that these things are all clean cut and it's, it's not. People come in and out of your lives and to mm-hmm. be able to come to that place of peace, to me at least, seems really beautiful. 
All right. Yeah, but that's the way she did it. And that, you know, and, and it's true. And, you know, those first couple of weeks in a relationship, that's not the time to be bringing in an ex that fair. night. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, so uh, Ruth from Manhattan is asked uh, a, 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 a question that really got to the stats. Like, basically, how prevalent an issue is this really? Well, we love stats. Despite the Joan Didion saying, right, the only thing worse than a lie is a statistic. <laughs> I still love statistics. So our, our wonderful producers also on air tonight uh, prepped me with this YouGov poll about how Americans have uh, handled breakups. YouGov is a, uh, a survey data company that does a lot of uh, really good um, work. So I'm just going to, there's so much cool data on this. Look up YouGov, do Americans stay friends with their exes if you want to check out more. But I'm going to just give you a couple points that weave into this conversation. Here's one that I found very interesting. Um, only 31% of people, both men and women, both genders aggregated, um, would like to still be friends with all or almost all of their exes if they could be. Okay? 31% say that about themselves. 57% say that they would like that for their partner. Hmm. Let that sink in. More people feel comfortable or kind of want their partner to have a peaceful, good relationship with their exes, then they want that for themselves. Hmm. I thought another interesting one was the difference between uh, men and women. And now I'm going to have to get this on the screen. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. You're probably not, you probably already know this one. Um, Women are much more likely to say they're not friends with their exes, nor do they have a a desire to be friends with their, with their exes. Uh, 30 to 40% more likely. Why is that? Is it why, why do women seem to want to leave behind those relationships and put, you know, seal them, uh, seal them off. Of all, you haven't sampled the dating pool out there, but this also goes back to, there's a reason. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what? I, you haven't sampled the dating pool out there. There's a reason ex, a lot of exes are exes. Um, there's just not a whole lot to choose from. Um, so I, I can see why women are like. I have dated in my life. I know, but I mean. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> well, but why do. why Have you ever dated a man, Dove? I, I haven't. Yeah, so. I oh, I see. This is where we're going. Okay, so so Yeza and Leah, why are women more likely to want to seal that off and never talk to their ex again? So much more likely than men. I feel like men are less in touch with their emotions to begin with. So it's easier to maintain friendships when you're not as emotionally involved. Uh, that's a generalization and I'm very much aware of it, but it's one that I feel comfortable making. Um, another one might be because, um, yeah, this is not going to sound nice, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> say it, say it. I don't want to be sexist towards men, so... Oh, that's not fair. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll give you one other stat. Yeza, you help me with this one. Okay. <laughs> um, only 17% in this YouGov poll say they are friends. There's both genders together. 17% of all people in the poll said they're friends with every single one of their previous meaningful exes. Uh, Can't worry about that. <laughs> you think that's too high or too low? I think that's too high. Like, I, why do you have to be friends with every single ex? To me, that's like a perfectionistic, um, somebody who has a hard time, um, leaving well enough alone. Oh, that's you know, understanding 
a beginning and an end and life moves on. People change, people grow, you you know, whatever. I, I just think that that's just investing too much effort um, in, yeah. in having, you know, having it look perfect, no drama, yeah. no, you know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting some funny looks in the studio, but wait a minute. I'm definitely not friends with all my exes. I've got a couple of friends. I would, <laughs> a couple of exes I would never talk to again. Something we must take into consideration is how many exes has that person had if they're yeah. friends with all of them. Yeah. I know that my husband has had very few lovers in his life. So his statistics are going to be more, they're going to be higher. Like I'm friends with 20, he's friends with 25% of the people he's dated in his life because he is friends with the woman that I am now calling friend. But that's only, yeah. he's not friends with the rest of them. The other three, he didn't right. have that many people in his life that were serious. And I know I'm screaming him out right now and it's sort of embarrassing. He's in the oh studio. He loves you for it. I, I wish we could, I wish he was yeah. willing to get on the air for a sec. Um, he's so cute when he smells like this. <laughs> he's in studio. I, confession time. Uh, Brandy's husband was actually in studio with us. He's just not, uh, on the air, but he's, uh, here and, and listening intently. Okay. Um, I do want to acknowledge um, that uh, we got a, a message uh, from a regular listener who prefers that I not say her name, and I will respect that, um, saying that we're not really talking about something that is relevant to the firm community um, because there isn't a lot of dating before marriage. I am going to call BS on that. Here's why. Um, number one. There may be not a lot of meaningful relationships before marriage. That's true. But there, there is some dating often. But here's the real reason why. I feel, and I say this with all respect to this listener, because I know I often get really good comments from you, and I appreciate it. And you know, I'll, you push back on me. I'll push back on you. I think part of the reason this program exists is to try to address the stuff that's difficult to talk talk about and divorce rates are mm-hmm. high. I was just going to mention that. Divorce rates are high. So uh, you may be it may be true about before marriage, but there's a big blind spot there. Be, and when there is divorce, there's usually kids involved in the previous relationship, and I would argue it's even more important to be friends. It maybe doesn't have to be a meaningful relationship like you uh Brandy you have with Francis where you guys will go out to dinner on your own and stuff. But still, I think it's more important maybe in the firm community, in mm-hmm. the observant community. What do you think, Leah? Well, especially because it's such a tight-knit, uh, loving community, it's even more important for all the members to live in harmony. Yeah. So it's even more important. Love your fellow Jew. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no offense, nameless listener. Um, right, right back why we got it wrong. But I feel like playing the devil's advocate for a minute here because there's people who have the aspiration to be friends with their partner's ex and then there's like their ex is not okay with it. So that to me is Oh, that's an interesting That's twist. something we haven't talked yet on Brandy, the show. Randy, before we go I to our like last break, prevalent. was was why your husband okay with you becoming really good friends with his ex-wife of 20 years? I truly don't remember asking what his feelings were about it. I just, I knew that he had, like I said, he had no ill feelings toward her. So why not? Why not invite her to my birthday party? Why not go to dinner and enjoy a concert with her? She's fun. She's fun. We talk about all kinds of things. We talk about him. (laughs) We talk about our kids. She's wonderful. Like, I mean, it's wonderful to spend time with her. She's my friend. So he likes me to be happy. Yeah, mm. I, I meant more from the ex's side rather from than from oh, oh, from, from her side. Oh no, she was down with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll go to break in a minute, and then we'll get. Uh, I'm going to 
I'm going to uh, quote a comment from a listener who's also a therapist who I think says something interesting on this last point. We are here with Yeza Meets, who's on the phone from Florida. Is a wonderful therapist who tailors in her relationship therapy practice uh, the modalities to the couples or the individual's needs. Check her out. Y-E-I-Z-A, last name Amit, A-M-I-T, here in the studio with Leah Mazniku, who you hear her voice sometimes here in the studio, also a therapist, and Brandy Barksdale. Singer and songwriter, mother, wife, and really good friends with her husband's ex-wife. We'll be right back. Why don't we hug each other, choose each other, whisper pretty lies, just for tonight, let's love like there's no goodbye. All right, we have a new sponsor uh, recently, a about a month now uh, here in Equal Footing. It's very dear to my heart. If you check it out, you'll know why. Uh, There are these relationship workshops, these uh, intimacy workshops that are held throughout the summer, every two to three weeks, upstate in a beautiful setting in the Catskills. Also, there are individual workshops for couples and singles here in New York, in Manhattan. What are these workshops about? It's about breaking through communication barriers, uh, releasing shame, getting through previous relationship trauma, stuff that's really germane to tonight's show. Uh, what if you and your partner could live without jealousy or possessiveness hurting the relationship? What if you could be fully in your intimate and even sexual self without it being owned by that aspect of your life? What if you and your spouse could explore fantasies in a safe space without judgment. And this is the one, this is, this is really want people to listen to this. What if you could kind of retain, go back to, and even enhance the original spark? What if you could feel as drawn to your partner as you did the first day you met? Check out these weekend workshops. And there's also, there's one coming up actually, um, July 2nd to 4th that's called Kosher Sex that's specifically for Jewish couples, but the, uh, all folks are invited to all these workshops. You can, you can find out about it at lolaandbear.com. That's L-O-L-A-A-N-D-B-E-R.com. And I'm going to give you a number in a moment. And I'm going to tell you that these workshops really allow you to and have go within uh, and talk about those things that are often the most difficult um, to address in your daily life. You're, you're surrounded. It's a very intimate setting. Um, max each weekend is up to four couples and you're able to. There are also single uh, workshops available for singles as well who want to improve their communication style and relationships and just be better partners in general. I'm also going to give you the number for the Lola and Bear What If Weekends. 848-305-9903. Again, the website is Lola and Bear, L-O-L-A-A-N-D-B-E-R, LolaandBear.com. And the phone number to call to get more information on these weekend intensive workshops is 848-305-9903. I've been caught. Okay, so um, a therapist who has been on this show before uh, says it, it in in his view it's fine uh, to be friends with your partner's ex, but you should steer clear of certain things. You should never vent to your partner. Um, you should never, sorry, never vent about your partner. 
um, to their ex, and you should always communicate to your partner when and if you're going to see or speak uh, to your ex. You should basically be respectful and always put the relationship first. Otherwise, it's absolutely fine and actually is generically healthy. Yeza, what do you think? As long as everybody's being honest, the relationship is really done. I mean, there are people that we've had, you know, that were a bit influential in our past that, you know, we sincerely have moved on from. And I think that, you know, that person could have been in our formative years and that there's still space for them in our lives. But I do think that you want to prioritize the relationship that you're in and make sure that it's safe uh, before, you know, you're making these allowances for, I'll call them extracurriculars. <laughs> Why do you call them extracurriculars? What's the difference between that and being because, friends with my partner's, uh, you know, her girlfriend? Friend that you, you know, at the gym or you watch sports with or something, you know, like now you're bringing, it's just going to be, everybody has to be like, you know, communicating more upfront about everything. They have to be more honest with themselves um, and with, you know, everybody else in the situation. Yeah, is it, is it weird, for example, that I I want to um, meet Leia's exes? I haven't been, I haven't had a chance to yet. Is, is that like prurient or weird that I have that desire? You know, um, weird is <laughs> what's normal. I have a cousin right now in in Puerto Rico who's like going through all of our family's like you know death and birth certificates and stuff like that. And, and she brought her kids to like our great grandmother's grave yesterday. Like, I think that's weird. But to her, it's just part of her history and part of, you know, I guess, generational family, you know, cursed DNA stuff. And so she wants them to understand all of it from generations back. I wouldn't take my two-year-old to a cemetery, you know. Um, I think it's just, okay. I think it's just whatever your personal, you know, whatever's going to fulfill your life and, and help you connect to who you are, to your source and, and, and help fulfill that for you and where you come from, then it's fine. It's just some people need it, some people don't. I think I understand why, Dove, you like, you'd like to meet her exes. Like, Leia's exes sort of give you her backstory. Yeah. Just knowing what she was attracted to, knowing if he was funny or how smart yeah. he was or any of those kinds of things, just to kind of get like a little inside scoop, but not necessarily remaining part of it. close with them that you don't yeah. necessarily have to remain close with them. There's but an I ego do part of it. It's like, how understand. did I, how did I, you know, get, how did I win the race? Right. Right. Why am I the, you know, why do I get this piece of this part of her at the, at the, at the tail end? Or I guess but, we call it like the end because like, we hope that we're the last person. Yeah. But right? Hashem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but hear that excess, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, and by the way, we have really a couple of great, text comments here that have come in from your exes, Leah. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, so but then there's a, there's another part that I think is a little bit more high. Mind- no, it's not. Look at that. I was about to try to give myself a compliment. Uh, actually <laughs> I'm going to, here's, I'm going to take, get risk kicking getting kicked off the air again. There's another part that is a um, little hard to admit, but I think it's a little spicy also. Like Shoot. it feels like I kind of want to see, like, what was the type of body she was attracted to or is attracted to? What, what's kind of the alternative that worked for her chemically, either physically or emotionally? And that, oh. was that a part of what you felt, Brandy? No, and, when and, I see, well, I mean, I've got, Francis. I didn't really pay close attention to like her body type or anything like that. I think I was mostly paying attention to what their interaction was. Mm. 
So it didn't quite, it didn't really matter to me so much how she was built or anything like that. I mean, if I, if I thought maybe she was severely out of shape, yeah, there was then I would have, there would have been some I, judgment or something. I more meant oh, wow, like, the, what, what was the attraction? Like, yeah. yeah. What was the, yes, what was the attraction? That's what I want to know too. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but when you find out she doesn't have a type, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. I actually, that, that is true for me. As I sit here listening to you about what, what I would find attractive. I don't even, I mean, I have a general sense, but it's ever evolving. I know the part that feels high minded yeah. to me. And, and Yeza, is this, can you pretend no one else is in the room or listening? You could be my therapist for a second. It, it feels like the high minded part is it feels like it allows me to conquer my own jealousy. Like yeah. if I can, Wait, be, hold on. Yeah. sorry, go ahead. You're cutting out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's ironic. Um, it was, mm-hmm. I was just saying that it feels like if I meet my partner's exes and I can actually talk to them and have a real conversation, it might help me conquer my own jealousy, kind of like walk through the fire. Mm. It could also do the opposite. Um <laughs> so I, I can tell you from my personal experience, um, I, and I, you know, I've had my fair share of dating um, <laughs> experiences, uh, but there are definitely exes of mine that intimidate other, you know, like newer suitors for sure. So um, it's something to keep in you mind. Mean you're intimidating and, for your exes' new relationships, or sorry, I misunderstood. No, more like um, somebody that I date now if they go back and research who I was out, you know, who I went out with in the past, um, you know, sort of lifestyle stuff and things like that, you know, they can, I, I've gone out with guys that have been intimidated by my ex-husband, for instance. Right, right. Oh, and right. also, at the time and its place and where you were at at that time and, you know, that person may have been more attractive 20 years ago than they are now, you know. Um, I think social media is like a graveyard of exes. You can kind of get an idea. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just think like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. We've got a couple of great, I, I just want, there's so many listener comments and questions on this one. Surpr- not surprisingly, a lot of people want to na- remain anonymous. Um, here's one that I, I, uh, I, um, he doesn't say it explicitly, but I'm going to not mention his name. Um, but he says, nope, 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 nope. I would hate that. Uh, two wives plotting. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, I get that. I got a, an, another great, um, no, and this one I am. I'm just gonna uh, take uh, take the leap and say who who it uh, who was. This is my uncle Marty in Philadelphia, oh my. <laughs> and he said, "What a, you know, basically very very cool subject. I want to participate. Having dinner with Patty now. That's his ex wife. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Oops, noops, sorry. I meant Eileen. That's his current <laughs> wife. I love it, Uncle Marty. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna run up on time, guys. We have to finish up. Thank you, Brandy Barksdale, for talking about your personal experience. Yeza, meet love. You have it. love having you on the program. I hope we'll join you soon. Oh, thanks. And Leo, it's so fun to have thanks. you in studio. Right back at you. We'll see you next week. All that we've been through, I know it could-